Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. This is your host, Elder Gregory Newsom, with the Faith in God Internet TV. Uh, God bless you today as we bring you greetings in the name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, who's the head of our life. We give honor to our honorable pastor, Bishop Dr. Ellis Murchison, and to Lady Paulette, to my own lovely wife, Missionary Newsom, and to all of you that have joined the Faith in God Internet TV broadcast today. We want to go ahead and fast track and get right on with our lesson plan with human government. Uh, we've ended up doing uh, two series on today to kind of uh, jumpstart and finish out this series uh, to stay on track with our time frame. And so this segment here will be uh, about 30 minutes long. So we're going to go ahead and go into prayer as we desire to request prayer for our family and to uh, those that are sick among us and to our pastor and first lady and for all of those that uh, desire to be saved and uh, be in the body of Christ and those that's tearing for the Holy Ghost, that God will fill their souls and uh, that God will just uh, bless the people of God with uh, the things that's needed for their existence and for them to continue to be lights in this world that we are in. And so continue to pray much for uh, all of uh, our loved ones, especially those that are in the hospital, uh, those behind prison walls, those in nursing homes, and especially those that are confined to their spaces. And so we want to continue to pray for you and your family as well. And uh, we definitely want to pray for our presider, assistant presider and their wives, and to uh, all of the National Pentecost Power Churches and says members. And so we're going to get ready to go before the throne of grace, uh, which is found in 2 Chronicles 7 and 14. And then we're going to go to uh, prayer after the scriptures read. If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and will heal their land. Now my eyes shall be open and my ears attend to the prayer that is made in this place. For now have I chosen and sanctified this house that my name may be there forever and mine eyes and my heart shall be there perpetually. And so let us go uh, before the throne of grace at this time. Eternal God, our Savior, in the name of Jesus, Heavenly Father, we thank you for another opportunity to be in your midst, to be in your presence. And Lord, we ask in the name of Jesus that you would, O oh God, honor a prayer request and a petition, O oh God, for those that said pray for us, those that are sick, those, oh God, that reached out through social media and through various aspects, God, asking, oh God, the men and women of God to pray for them. We ask you would honor the petition and, oh God, bless them, oh God, in their humility for asking for prayer. As you would touch them today, heal them, Lord, deliver them, set them free. And, oh God, bless them with the work of thine hand. And Father, we thank you. We forever give you glory and praise. Look on Sister Newsom, look on our family, look on our grandchildren, look on our daughter, Gabrielle. Look on, oh God, hallelujah, my auntie, my uncle, my brothers and sisters. We pray thy blessing, Heavenly Father. Help us to decrease that your anointing may increase in our lives. And we'll be careful to give you all the glory, honor, and the praise. Lord, bless that sinner man, that sinner woman, God, that they will repent of their sins. And God, confess Christ that they may be saved and filled with the Holy Ghost. We thank you for it and we decree and declare it in Jesus' name. 
Thank you for it. Thank you, God. We thank you for it. We decree and declare it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Praise God. So we're going to get right down to it. I do have uh, something on the screen that I would like to uh, put on the screen real quickly here. Um, we know our Brotherhood Annual is coming up uh, fairly quickly here. Our Brotherhood Annual is coming up December 9th, December 10th here at the Pentecostal Power Church here in the city of Milwaukee. If you'd like to be a part of that, uh, please come and join us. We also have some other things that are happening. We have uh, District Elder Bishop Leck and Lady Turner celebrating 30 years of marriage. And uh, it's going to be Friday, December 29th at 7 p.m. Uh, please reach out to them for further information. It's on the flyer. I'm going to have to rescale it um, so we can get the bottom of the flyer. Um, but it's going to be at the uh, Country Club Hills. Uh, and so I'll have to uh, pull that and get that shrinked a little bit. But uh, also we have our 70th uh, annual Pentecost, uh, which will be in Benton Harbor, Michigan uh, for 2024 schedule. And the uh, theme is fully committed. And uh, the dates are May 13th through May 19th. Please join us, uh, our presider, uh, Bishop uh, Charles Bennett and Mother Bennett would love to see you there. And our assistant presider, Bishop Charles Webb and Mother Webb and uh, said Pentecostal Power Church would love for you to come and join and help us lift up the name of Jesus. All right. And so we're going to be uh, there celebrating uh, 70 years uh, anniversary. So these are upcoming events. All right. So we're going to... Um, So we're going to stop that and we're going to go to our next slide. We're going to go to our scriptures. And so we're going to get ready to go to our scripture and that's where we want to go next. And we're going to ask you to join in with us as we go to the scripture. Okay. All right. So we're going to go to our scripture, which is found in Genesis chapter nine. Um, verse number 15, we're going to fast forward. Uh, you have to catch the other series. Hopefully I can upload those for you. Um, so we're going to go into Genesis 9 and 15. And so we're going to go there real quick. And then we're going to skip over to Genesis 11. So let's go to Genesis 9 and 15. And uh, we're going to read that uh, for your hearing today. Uh, let's take a look here. Genesis 9 and 15. Yep. And he says, and I will remember my covenant, which is between me and you and every living creature. Uh, this is what God says here. And I just want to check here uh, to make sure those of you that are on are on with us. All right, let's see here. All right. Genesis 9 and 15. So he makes his covenant. I want to talk about that today. Uh, he makes a covenant with the people of God. And uh, I just want to make sure we can see. Uh, 
the covenant that God made with the people of God. He says between me and you and every living creature of all flesh and the waters shall no more become a flood to destroy all flesh. So God lays out his promise and he always seals his promise uh, with uh, a covenant. And he says here and uh, verse number 16, we want to, um, we want to put this on the screen for the people of God, and hopefully we can put this on the screen for you here. There we go. So we're going to put this on the screen, Genesis 9 and 16. And he says here, And the bow shall be in the cloud, and I will look upon it that it may remember the everlasting covenant between God and every living creature of all flesh that is upon the earth. He makes this covenant, uh, which I think is very important as he makes the covenant. Verse number 17, and God said, uh, he says here unto Noah, uh, this is a token of the covenant which I have established between me and all flesh that is up on the earth. We're going down to verse 20. And verse number 18. I just want to show you something here uh, before we get into verse 18. God makes his covenant. Uh, I want to talk about man's tendency. Man's tendency uh, uh, tends to uh, fail and they always tend always tend to go away from God. So I want to make sure I make that point. All right. This is man's tendency. We're going to see uh, the personal disorder as we go down a little bit farther in uh, 9 and 18. We're going to look at the personal disorder of Noah and his family. Let's take a look. Verse number 18. And the sons of Noah went forth of the ark were Sham and Ham and that uh, Japheth uh, and Ham is the father of Canaan. Let me stress that. All right. Verse number 19. These are the sons of Noah and of them was the whole earth overspread. All right. So they replenished the earth. Now let's take a look here. Genesis 9 and 20. And Noah began uh, to be a husband and he planted a vineyard. This is where I wanted to go to. Noah planted a vineyard and he drank. It said Noah drank and, uh, of the wine and was drunken. And he was uncovered within his tent. And Ham, the father of Canaan, saw the nakedness of his father and told his two brethren without. And Sham and, and Japheth took a garment and laid it upon both their shoulders and went backward to cover the nakedness of their father. And their faces were backwards. And they saw not their father nakedness. Very important. 
and Noah woke from his wine, and he knew what the youngest, the younger son, had done unto him. So I want to let you see, under dispensation of human government, we can see uh, the personal disorder and the lack of respect of the younger son. And uh, we're going to talk about societal disorder as we jump over to uh, Genesis 11. Now, I want to make a key point here. Um, the Bible says evil communication corrupt good manners. Uh, we need to know uh, evil influence or wrong influence uh, impact others, all right? And so I want to say this. Uh, God made this promise to them. Uh, he did it in three parts. Never again to do such a flood, uh, to do such destruction upon the earth by way of a flood. That was one. Number two, as long as the earth remained, he didn't change the seasons. That's important to know. And uh, uh, God was going to uh, uh, send a rainbow as a sign of his covenant that he's going to keep his promise. So we're going to see that. Uh, I think we I think we skipped that, but I want to jump back. Uh, let's go back. I want to jump back if I can. Uh, let's see here if we can jump backwards. Yes, 9 and 16. He says, and the bow shall be in the cloud, and I will look upon it that I may remember the everlasting covenant between God and every creature of all flesh that is upon the earth. All right? And so, so God made this covenant with man which is important. You can read Genesis 9 in your study time. I'm trying to fast forward to get somewhere. We're going to go to Genesis uh, 11 now. So we're going to try to go to Genesis 11. Let's go to Genesis 11 and verse 1. Okay, Genesis 11 and 1. Here we go. All right. So let's take a look here. We're in Genesis 11 and 1. And the whole earth was one language. Very important that we take a look at this. And the whole earth was one language and of one speech. All right. And it came to pass. The scripture says here, and I'm using the King James Version. Uh. He says, and, uh, and the whole earth was one language, and it came to pass as they journeyed from the east hmm, that they found a plain in the land of Shinar, and they dwelt there. This is a quick review of this. And they said one to another, go let us make brick and burn them thoroughly. And they had brick for stone, and slime had they for mortar. And they said, go, let us build us a city. This is important. I, I need to stress this point here in verse number four, and we're going to skip down a little bit. And they said, let us go and build. There was nothing wrong with them building. Hmm? 
but to build without God uh, is unwise. And they said, go let us build us a city, a tower whose top may reach unto heaven, and let us make us a name, lest we be scattered abroad upon the face of the earth. They were more concerned about uh, making a name for themselves. Hmm? The Tower of Babel was a great human achievement and uh, is considered to be uh, a wonder of the world. But it was a monument to the people themselves rather than to God. That's something when we forget about God in the process of our building. We can see that influence uh, cause man's decline. Wrong influence causes or caused man failure or his decline. It's very important that we look at that. Anytime man rejects God or leaves God out of his life or disconnects from God or does not engage uh, with God for direction, we will see uh, bad influence. Man will leave away from God and man's failure would be his decline some kind of way. Hmm? Now, let's, let's take a look. Um, I want to go down a little bit farther. And the Lord said, behold, the people is one. And they have all one language, and this they began to do. And now nothing will be restrained from them, which they have imagined to do. And he says here in verse number seven, go let us go down and to confound their language. He said, go and let us go down and confound their language that they may not understand one another, speech. Very important, look at that. And so the Lord scattered them abroad from thence upon the face of all the earth and they left off to build a city. Now, this is very important to talk about because sometimes uh, we... Uh, may not be wrong in trying to achieve or to uh, to accumulate. It's nothing wrong. But when we leave God out of the equation, we begin to erect a God for ourselves. That can be dangerous for the believer. And so we have to be very careful. We can see the example in human government, uh, uh, in contrast to grace and truth where we are today, we can see man's failure ended uh, with judgment and confusion. Let's go to verse number, let's go to verse number nine. It says, therefore is the name of it called Babel because the Lord did confound the language of all the earth from thence did the Lord scatter them upon abroad upon the face of all the earth. 
And so God separated them, and the work ceased. When they left off, uh, the Bible says they ceased from building. <laughs> huh? And this is something. Um, I was looking at a map here. Uh, Babel is right uh, uh, next to the Euphrates or the Tigris River. If you can look at a geographic uh, location on a map, if you have a biblical map, you can see it. Um, yeah, it seems to be, I don't know, roughly about, based on scale, uh, 400 miles from Jerusalem, somewhere around there. But it's right between the Tigris and the Euphrates. Hmm? And so they were going to build a city that was going to go into heaven. So as we look at these seven dispensations, we're under human government. And as we talk about the human government, I want you to see man's failure. I want you to see in the closing event of man's failure in Genesis 11 and 9, uh, God caused judgment to come upon them and they received the confusion of tongues to confound them. All right. Now, let's take a look at the grace through faith uh, that God continues the line of the seed. He continues to bless through the line of the seed. So we're going to go um, to uh, 11 and 10. Let's go to 11 and 10. Genesis 11 and 10. It says, these are the generation of Sham, and Sham was 100 years old and begat uh Arphek had two years after the flood. So Arphaxad, two years after the flood. All right? That's when he had his son. And Shem lived after he begat Arphaxad 500 years and begat the sons and daughters. And Arphaxad lived 530 years and begat Salah. All right. And you can see uh, there was a lot of begatting here. And Foxhead lived after he begat Salah 400 years. 403 years he begat the sons and daughters. And Salah lived uh, 30 years and begat Eben. And so we can see a whole lot of begotten. Now we can see uh, they're starting to build generations. All right. We can see that they're starting to um, build generations. All right. Um, to a point where uh, I would like to go a little bit farther so we can see the generations that was built. Um uh, let's go to Genesis uh, 11 and 25. Let's see if we can go to Genesis 11 and 25. That's where I want to go to. There's a whole lot of begatting there. All right. And they are lived and begot Terah. And uh, it says, and 119 years and begot sons and daughters. And Terah lived 70 years and begot Abram, Nahar, 
and Haran. This is how Abraham comes on the scene here. Now, these are the generations of Terah, and Terah begot Abraham, Nahar, and Haran, and Haran begot Lot. All right? And Haran died before his father, Terah, in the land of his nativity in Ur of the Chaldees. Abram and Nahar took with them wives. And Abram and Nahar took with them wives. The name of Abram's wife was Sarah. And the name of Nahar's wife was Milcah. And the daughter of Aran, the father of Milcah, and the father of Iscah. But Sarah was barren. She had no child. All right. And so we're going to stop right there. I want to uh, get to a point to show you that God starts this uh, seed or this seed of lineage. He starts it. And it says, And Terah took Abraham his son, and Lot the son of Haran, and his son's son, and Sarah his daughter-in-law, and Abram's wife. They went for with them from Ur of the Chaldees to go into a land of Canaan. And they came under Haran and dwelt there. And these are the days of terror. It was 205 years and terror died in Iran. All right? And now we can see God starts the lineage. And he tells Abraham to get out. All right? We're going to go as far as that under um, human government. He tells them to get out. But now I want to point out something uh, before it gets to that point. He tells them to get out. And uh, which was uh, another way that God wanted to deal with humanity. Uh, but let's take a look here. Under human government, I wanted to uh, recite something here that I have noted. Um, um, let me go here. Uh, yeah, let's talk about. Uh, let's talk about God's plan under this human government. And it kind of relates to us today on the grace. It says Christians should not leave human government to the management of the ungodly. And to uphold and to assist good government is not to neglect salvation of souls. Now, that's very important because we can see man's decline under human government. We can see man's decline under grace. When uh, government wants to regulate um, spirituality out of the schools, you know, out of the religious institutions, out of places where there once used to be a, a, a strong standing for God. But now they don't want you to pray on the job. They don't want you to pray in school. Hmm? But notice when 9-11 happened, <laughs> everybody stopped what they were doing. And then they want to pray. 
<laughs> this, these are things that's kind of, you know, it's not comical, but it's like you can't have it both ways. And so God never intended for man to self-govern. This is how kings came to be in the play is because men rejected God and Samuel wept and God had to encourage him and let him know it's not you they rejecting, it's me they rejected, which was him, God himself. They were rejected. And so uh, they wanted a king. God gave him a king. But when he gave him a king, he gave him a list of responsibilities. And so that he was going to govern and rule over them. <laughs> oh, glory to God. And so when we look at human government, uh, it has uh, its responsibilities. Uh, also, I have noted here that um, it is foolish to argue that uh, save men under the obligation to obey human government and at the same time argue that they should have nothing to do with the choice of who governs. You can't have it both ways. Hmm? If you're going to live under human government, uh, then uh, you also have a responsibility in the choice of who's governing. Praise God. Uh, some people uh, uh, believe or think uh, they should not resort to the law uh, with the ungodly, but the law is for the lawbreaker and that they should not suffer any or all harm that men should heap upon them. But the Bible does not teach uh, here. It says the Bible does not teach. They are not to avenge personally their wrongs, but it also teaches that to avenge such wrongs is the purpose of the law and human governments. And so this is the reason why we have law and order in the first place. If there was no law and order, if God never intended for humanity to have law and order, it would be total chaos. All oh, glory be to God. All hmm? oh, glory be to God. And in Genesis, y'all know what it says in Genesis chapter six. It says the heart uh, of man was to, do evil continually. Hmm? This is why God destroyed the first world. Hmm? But Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. And so we got to take a look here and see that it's important that if those who govern, we have the responsibility hmm? to pick godly people to govern. All glory be to God. Hmm? Some people say it don't matter, but it do matter. And I used to say it too, till I started studying the scriptures and learning more about what the believer responsibility is. And it's our responsibility to pick godly people. All oh, glory be to God. Now we're going to go to a scripture. Um, I want to go to our next scripture and then we're going to let you go. But I need to, oh yeah, I'm out of time already. I want to go to one scripture that we should take a look at because it's very important that we um, understand these things under human government. I learned that um, we have a responsibility and uh, we don't leave it to those that's uh, not uh, a part of God's kingdom to make decisions for the church. <laughs> oh, I know that's another, that's another segment to talk on, but now we, we have gotten it 
to the point where now we 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 let anybody govern us. But God never intended it to be so. So let's go to the scripture here. I want to get this. Um, it says, for the grace of God that bringeth salvation had appeared unto all men. God grace appeared uh, all through the Bible. We can see it through every dispensation. Uh, it has touched every dispensation. God has shown grace to us. Hmm? But all glory be to God. But his grace was always pointing to Christ. I want to make sure we understand that. His grace always pointed to Christ. Uh, but there was a process going on with humanity. All right. Teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lust, that we should live soberly, righteously and godly in this present world. So I don't want nobody to think uh, because of human government, because of the other dispensations, uh, you know, of innocence, conscience and human government now. And also promise that nobody could live uh, saved. We're headed toward promise. Uh, hopefully we can get into promise on Friday. Hopefully we can get into the promise. But he says, looking for the blessed hope, Titus 2 and 13, looking for the blessed hope and the glorious appearing of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ. Jesus is not only God, but he's our Savior. <laughs> that makes sense to anybody. All right. So he's not only uh, King of Kings and Lord of Lords, but he's the only Lord. Hmm? He's the Bishop of our soul. And so we need to take a look at this and see that under human government that we have a moral responsibility to select and pick those that, that will rule over us. All right. And they must be godly. Right. This is what has happened. There's been a breakdown in our moral fabric of our society. And now it's time for us as believers and those that are in the body of Christ to stand up and take their place, proper place and stand up for what's right. Hmm? And no one will. Uh, we we know we will not be accepted. We know we may be rejected for standing for what's right. But God. Will be for us who can be against us. So it's important that we will do what the Bible teaches us to do. Uh, I want to say this. The Bible uh, lets us know wrong is uh, is for um, the law to deal with. The law is for the lawbreaker. And we're not to go to the law to settle differences uh, between believers. Hmm? before the unbeliever. So if it's two saved people and we're under, we're, we're under, we're under the human government, but even God left it in the church responsibility. If there's two people that are saved and feel whole spirit feel, they should settle that matter in the church. Hmm? There's no reason for a person to be settling, settling uh, two believers to settle a difference outside of the church in an ungodly system. All right. But if we're in the church, we settle it in the church. Now, if you out of the church, then you deal with it 
like the world deal with it. You go to the unjust, all right, if you want to. But for for precepts and concepts for the believer, it is to be dealt with inside the body of Christ by spiritual leaders, all right? And so we can see that in 1 Corinthians chapter 6. Let me get that as I close, and then we're going to stop there, and we'll pick it back up on the human government. But sometimes people didn't know how to govern under human human government. Uh, uh, there was a failure in man's ability to govern, and we don't want to make that same mistake under grace. All right? We want to know how to govern amongst believers. Let's go to 1 Corinthians chapter 6. We're going to go there. Let's take a look. Paul deals with this issue. Believers should not sue one another. And Paul puts it out here in Corinthians 6 and 1. He says, dare any of you having a matter against another go to the law before the unjust and not before the saints. <laughs> oh, glory be to God. Oh, glory. Hmm? If you're doing this, you're out of order. Look at this. Do ye not know that the saints shall judge the world? And if the world shall be judged by you, are ye unworthy to judge the smallest matters? Know ye not that we shall judge angels? How much more things that pertain to this life, if then ye have judgments, hmm, of things pertaining to this life, set them to judge who are least esteemed in the church. Hmm? No not one shall be able to judge between his brethren. But brother goeth to the law with brother and that before the unbelievers. Hmm? Now, he says in 6 and 7, now therefore, and I gotta, I wanna uh, get, get this scripture real quick because I gotta go. I wanna make sure I get uh, Corinthians here. First Corinthians six. First Corinthians six. And I think I'm at number four or five. He said, if ye then have judgments of things pertaining to this life, set them to judge who are least esteemed in the church. Verse number five, he says. He says, I speak to your shame. Is it so that there is not a wise man among you? This is why I said you should go to spiritual leaders. He says, no, not one that shall be able to judge between his brethren. But brother go to law with brother and that before the unbelievers. Now, therefore, there's utterly a fault among you because you go to the law with one another. Why do you rather take wrong? 
why do you not rather suffer yourselves to be defrauded? Hmm? I'm going to tell you what Paul is dealing with, and I'm going to turn this loose. And he says, nay, ye do wrong and defraud it, and that your brother. When we go to these um, secular systems to deal with issues, and I'm not saying every issue has to be weighed um, in itself, but when we go to these secular uh, places to deal with matters, they're all about money. Hmm? You're going to pay the attorney. You're going to pay the judge for sitting there. And then you're going to pay the person you didn't, did wrong. You're going to pay three times. And that just don't make, that ain't good math to me. It just don't make sense when you can just get it done among believers and not have to pay any money. <laughs> that sounds like a better, uh, uh, formidable way of handling issues among believers. And so these are the things that we look at when we look at human government. We can see the breakdown. We can see man's failure. We can see man moving away from God. We can see uh, judgment. We can see uh, the confusion of tongues. And we also can see the decline of mankind. And so we have to look at uh, God has given us grace. We have grace um, uh, through faith. And the only way that we will uh, continue to walk in the precepts of God and the systems of God is we have to have faith in God's word. I'm finding out uh, as believers, uh, we must have faith and confidence in God's word because if we don't have faith and confidence in God's word, we're going to fall into judgment. We're going to fall into confusion. We're going to fall away from God. And these are all the things that happen under human government. And now that we're under grace, God never intended for us to fall away from him. Scripture says in Peter uh, that he's not willing that any should perish, three and nine. He's not willing that any should perish, but that all should come under repentance. It's important. If, if there is something uh, under the dispensation of grace that we need to deal with, we can look at it and find not only God's uh, grace and his mercy, but we also can see uh, the wisdom of God pointing to Christ to give us a far more better and superior way of handling things where the previous dispensations, the previous uh, different dispensations, we can see all these flaws and failures. But now that we have Christ, we have a better way of dealing with things, a new living way. And so we, since we have this new living way, we will also uh, suffer failure and defeat if we fail to adhere to Christ's precepts. And this is why it's very important that we walk in his footsteps. If we don't walk in God's footsteps, we're going to face some of the same thing the previous dispensations the, as they did in the time of innocence. They failed to believe. Uh, they lost their innocence. They fell away from God under conscience. Hmm? Uh, Cain murdered his brother, Abel. He he failed to believe and obey God. And conscience, under conscience, their conscience was defiled and they end up falling away from God. And under Noah, under the government, Noah receives worship. Uh, he worships God, receives a covenant rather. He worships God, receives a covenant. 
he believes uh, there becomes uh, awareness of personal disorder and societal disorder. And man's failure was to move away from God. In the Tower of Babel, we can see judgment and confusion. But now by grace through faith, we can see God working the promise as we're headed to on Friday. We can see God working his promise through uh, the seed of Abraham. God working faith through faith, his promise through the line of a seed. God working his promise by grace through faith through the line of a seed. And so we're going to pick it back up if the Lord's will on Friday. Just want to let you know that we love you with the love of the Lord. Thank you for joining the Faith in God Internet TV broadcast. Uh, we definitely thank you for joining us. Uh, I'm going to see if I can uh, put something else on the screen for you. We got some uh, things that we want to make you aware of, and then we're going to let you go. Uh, let's see what we can do here. I'm going to do a slideshow here for you. These are upcoming events, and so we're going to... Um, I'm going to send these upcoming events to to our screen. All right. So we have upcoming events coming up. And so we want you to know that our brotherhood annual brotherhood service is going to be December 9th and 10th of this year, uh, which is coming up uh, in a couple weeks. Please join us at the Pentecost Power Church, Milwaukee, where our pastor, our Honorable Pastor Bishop Dr. Ellis Murchison is a pastor. You are invited. Also, Bishop-elect uh, and Lady Turner of the True Holiness Church there in Dixmore, Illinois, will be having uh, a celebration of 30 years of marriage, renewal of vows. If you'd like to come and support them, uh, please do that. We'd love to see you there. And also we're going to have in calendar year of 2024, uh, which is platinum, our 70th year of our annual Pentecost. So we're going to pause that. We got our 70th year of our annual Pentecost, which is uh, our theme is going to be called Fully Committed uh, for that particular convention. Um, the dates are May uh, 13th through May 19th of 2024. And also, uh, we would love all of those of you to mark your calendars and uh, be a part of that great event, which is Pentecost. All right. And so uh, please take note to those announcements. We just wanted to put those on the screen as upcoming announcements. Hopefully I can scale them back a little bit where you can see the entire flyer. But please come back uh, to be a part of uh, what God is doing uh, for the people of God. We do love you with the love of the Lord. I'm your host, Elder Gregory Newson, uh, with the Faith in God Internet TV. And so until next time, uh, we want to say God bless you and thank you for joining us. And uh, we look for you to come back on on the Faith in God Internet TV broadcast. All right. Thank you for joining. Again, I'm your host, Elder Gregory Newson with the Faith in God Internet TV. Until next time, God bless you in Jesus' name.